Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'll be reading Chapter 4 of Wings of Fire, The Dragonet Prophecy. Clay had never really believed the legends about night wings. Secret of dragons, secret reed mines, a hidden kingdom that no one could find, a mystery queen, the power to see the future, the way they appeared from darkness to deliver prophecies that shaped the world. It all sounded like a fairy tale, about as likely as a world ruled by scavengers instead of dragons. Besides, Clay knew Starflight, and Starflight was many things. Annoying, long-winded, smart, too serious. But he had no magical powers, and he was never, ever, ever scary. But that next evening, when a dragon, black as the bottomless pit, loomed out of... But that evening, when a dragon, black as the bottomless pit, loomed out of the shadows from the central... From the entrance tunnel, Clay felt... All the rumors felt all the rumors about Nightwing come crashing to his head, like a collapsed rock wall. Morosir was even bigger than Kestrel, and five times more terrified. He spread his jagged bat-like wings, and had, and peered down at the dragonette lined up in front of him. He had silver scales like stars on the underside of his wings, like Starflight did, but on him they seemed to glitter from a great distance and cast a cold glow. He looked like he could rip off each of their heads in one bite. He also looked like he already hated the five dragonets, which wasn't what Clay had expected at all. Were they a, a disappointment already? Maybe Marcia would re, was reading their minds and knew how confused they were about the prophecy. Or maybe he ha- was seeing the future and his visions were all a failure, failure, failure. Clay could feel Sonny tremble at, could feel Sonny trembling at his side. He felt the same way, petrified in a place, petrified in place, as if his scales were being slowly peeled off one by one. While the giant Nightwing inspected them, one by one, while the giant Nightwing inspected them, on his other side, Starfight was more still than Clay had ever seen him. Starfight always froze when he was frightened. It was as if he hoped that not by moving, he disappeared from view and the danger would pass right by. Clay couldn't see glory, but he knew when Morosir saw her, the huge, but he knew when Morosir saw her, the huge black dragon stared down at the rain dragon it for a small eternity. His snout twitched w- with ripples of disgust. A forked black tongue slipped over his teeth. Clay wished his own wings were as vast as the cavern itself so he could hide his friends from Marosir. He wished his towns were as huge as stalagmites and sharp as the rocks, shards. He wished he was big enough to be brave and brave enough to be big. He never wanted anything so much as he wanted to protect his friends from the tall, hissing, scornful, immensely dangerous dragon. He really, really hoped that Marosir wasn't reading his mind right then. Think about cows, think about cows, think about delicious fat cows, he thought. Marcia pivoted a slit lily to glared at Kestrel. He lifted one claw and pointed at Glory. What is that? he said. His voice loaded with enough venom to kill twenty dragons in mid flight. Starfight took a step back and Clay saw Glory. She was sitting she was sitting on her she was sitting with her long tail curled over her talons, trails of violent and gold 
Shadows of violet and gold chased each other through her scales. Only the shades of flame only the shades of flame around her feathery ears hinted that she was upset. She stared calmly back at Morosira. There was a an accident with the egg, Castro said. We lost the skywing egg, so we had to get another one somewhere. From the rain wings, Morosira interrupted. It was his idea, Kestrel snarled, whipping his ta- her tail towards Webbs. He brought her egg here. At least we have five dragonettes, said Webbs. That's what matters. Morosia peered down his long black snout of glory. His eyes shifted to Sunny, who let out a tiny squeak and sank a little lower to the ground. More like four and a half, he grunted. Are you supposed to be the same wing? Don't you eat? What's wrong with you? There was a long, horrible pause where Sunny tried to squeak out an answer. She does, Tsunami bluttered. She eats fine, as much as anyone else. It's not her fault she's small, Starfight chimed in, to Clay's surprise. She's a good fighter, Clay said, and so is Glory. Stop talking now, Marcia said. And silence dropped over them. His sharp, menacing teeth landed on Clay. Think about cows, think about cows, think about cows. The tall nightwing glared to the three guardians. Something has gone very wrong here. Yes, Tsunami burst in again. It has, and I can tell you what. We treat it like prisoners. We've never been outside these caverns. Not once. <clears throat> all we know about this world... All we know about this world, we're supposed to save it when we've learned what we've learned in schools. We're supposed to be the most important dragonets in the world, but those, but those three treat us like... We blind salamanders. Clay couldn't believe it. Wasn't she scared of Mara's hero too? Tsunami, hold your tongue, Dune snapped. I will not, she cried. Please get us out of here, she said to Mara's hero. Take us with... Please, take, take us away with you. Please don't, Clay thought. I mean, think about cows, think about cows, think about cows. Now that he'd seen the Nightwing, he'd rather stay trapped here. Ungrateful lizard, Kestrel snapped. Without warning, Marcier lunged at Tsunami. His teeth flashed like bright white lightning, darting toward her neck. It, it, it really is like the night sky falling on you, Clay thought. And then he discovered he was moving too. He flung himself at the Nightwing, Nightwing's huge, rigid back before he could stop to think about what he was doing. His claws sank into the small gaps between the shifting black scales, scouring for a hold. His tail thrashed as he tried to balance. Below him, he saw Tsunami rolling away and spinning to fight back, her blue talons slashing a Mercier's nose and underbelly. Clay tried frantically to remember his bell shredding. He flat himself along the back, the big dragon's back, snaked his neck forward and bit down as hard as he could. Ow! His jaw exploded with pain, and he reared back. In the black-on-black scales, it was impossible to find a weak spot. Marcier jumped away from Tsunami and shook his whole body violently. Clay lost his grip and went flying through the air. He landed with a jarring thud, sliding halfway into the river. As he staggered to his feet, he saw Tsunami and Marcier facing each other in battle positions. Marcier made a grinding noise deep in his throat. He stepped back and swung his tail into view. Clinging to Marcia's tail, her teeth firmly planted in the vulnerable spot near the end, was Sunny. Sky Clay wished he remembered about that spot, which every dragon had, no matter what tribe they were from. 
Huh, Monsieur rumbled. That's a surprise. He pried Sunny loose with his front talons as if she were the tiny blood-sucking exit. That one will do, Monsieur said, pointing at Tsunami. None of the big dragons had moved at all as as he attacked their charges. Neither had Glory, neither had Starflight. Clay staggered up beside his Nightwing friend, who was doing an excellent imitation of, stalag- of a stalagmite. Starflight lowered his head and avoided Clay's eyes. That one will do, Marcia. And that one will do, Marcia nodded at Clay. Kestrel snorted. The Nightwing approved him, of him? Clay was confused. It wasn't as if Clay's attack had done any good. Even when Clay was defending his fans, apparently he couldn't get angry enough to drag out his inner monster. Couldn't Marcia hear everyone, everyone's thinking about how Clay wasn't going, going to let them all down? This one, Marcia studied Sunny from her harmless tail to her weird golden scales and moss green eyes. We will have to see. We followed the prophecy, Dune insisted. She wa- she wasn't in a clutch of eggs. She wasn't in a clutch of eggs. I found her alone, buried out in the desert, just like the prophecy said. The guardians never talked about where they got the dragonette's eggs. Stanny stared at Dune hopefully, but he fell silent under Marcio's dark eyes. As for you, Marcio said, the starfire, I assume you used your nightwing's power to figure out that I wasn't going to hurt the harm the seeming. Perhaps you even had. A vision of my visit today. No doubt you already knew that I'm going to take you to the next cavern for a private conversation. Clay shuddered. A private conversation? With Marcia sounded about as much as having his ears roasted. He did not envy Starfight as the two Nightwings slithered toward the study room. Marcia paused in the archway and looked at, back at the Guardians. We'll talk about her later. He didn't look at Glory, but everyone else did. She flicked her ears and lifted her chin a little higher as Marcia footsteps faded away down the tunnel. What does that mean, Clay worried? What was there to talk about? Stupid sea wing. Kestrel shot across the cavern and struck Tsunami's cell. Complaining to the first strange dragon you see, trying to make us look bad, whining about your life. After all we've given up for you... If you hate this too, why don't you just let us go? Tsunami shut up. This is for your safety, Gwebs interjected. His voice was gentler than Kestrel's, but Clay could tell he was angry from the way his long blue-green tail lashed on his floor. That's what all of this is for. The towns of peace need you to survive long enough to fulfill the prophecy. You have no idea how many dragons would love to get their claws on you five. Oh, what... Or what they'd do if you if they did. Our job is to keep you alive, Kestrel said. Or else I'd have strangled you myself a long time ago. Great, Tsunami said. Well, it's been a terrific life. Thanks very much. Kestrel made the hissing fire is coming noise. Clay grabbed Tsunami's tail and tugged her back in, toward the river. We are grateful, Sunny said, jumping in front of Kestrel. She stopped. She stood on her back legs, not even half the red dragon size. Her golden ears twitched. We would much rather be alive than not alive. We're glad that you kept us that way. We Really, we are. Come on, Websaw said. He prodded Kestrel and Dune toward the cave. We need to talk. Now he has something to say, Kestrel grumbled as the three of them clambered over the broken stalagmites. Tsunami threw herself into the river and sank to the bottom in a stream of furious bubbles, where she curled up with her talons over her head. It got very quiet in the cave. Sunny and Clay exchanged glances, then looked over at Glory. 
The rainwing was sitting in the same spot with her tail still neatly curled around her feet. She yawned. Clay wished he could ever be that calm. What? Sorry. Clay wished he could ever be that calm. It was as if nothing bothered her at all. Are you all right? Clay said. He came around to sit. He, sorry, he came around and sat in front of her, studying her face. Sunny sidled up beside Glory, brushed her violet wings with her own small golden ones. Of course, Glory said. I mean, we know that was going to happen. It's not like the minders have been talking about how awesome I am this whole time. But you are, Clay said. Glory tilted her head at him. Awesome, he insisted. They just don't see... They see a rain wing, she said with a shrug. I don't care. It's their own fault for bringing me here. Why didn't you fight Marcia when we did, Sunny asked. Then maybe he would know how brave and fierce you are, too. Why bother, Glory said. It was obviously a test, and I already failed. A splotch of sky-blue scales on her back pulsed, and then the color began to spread across her other scales, eating up the purple and gold. Well, we don't care about the prof, he says, or what Marcia thinks. Clay said stoutly, You're our fifth dragonet. We don't want anyone else. Glory gave him a rueful look. That's very sweet. She yawned again. I'm going to take a nap. Now? Sunny said alarmed. Is that a good idea? Glory fell asleep every day, usually after lunch, for a couple of hours. But Clay had expected her to stay awake while Marcia was around. He knew he, he, wanted, he knew he wouldn't want the big dragon to catch him sleeping. He glanced at the tunnel to the study room, wondering uneasily how, the, how far out Nightwing's telepathy reached and whether he could read Clay's mind through the rock. I'm tired, Glory snapped, and they all think I'm lazy anyways. Nothing I can do, I can change, nothing I do can change that. Clay knew Glory wasn't lazy. She worked harder than everyone at battle training and learned about dragon war histories, even though none of the big dragons ever noticed. She just had to nap in the middle of the day, probably for some rain wing reason, although it didn't seem to help. Glory was just as prickly and tired after napping as she was before. Wake me up if anything exciting happens, Glory said, but make sure it's actually exciting, not sunny exciting. She gave Sunny a friendly nudge with her shell, and the same wing squeaked in protest. I don't think everything's excited, Sunny flapped her wings. You guys don't think enough things are exciting. Think of it this way. Time to leave the caves and fulfill the prophecy? Exciting. You caught another weird-looking white crab in the river? Not exciting. Got it? She poked Sunny again, Um curled her tail, now fully blue, and slipped inside her sleeping cave. Sunny blinked at Clay. I know, he said. That crab, that crab was really weird-looking. It was, wasn't it? She said. I wouldn't have minded if you'd woke me up to see it, Clay added kindly. Well, good, she said. I know, that's, I know, that's why you got to eat the other half of it instead of anyone else. She headed for her favorite slug mine and started to climb it, hooked her claws into the holes that dotted the the shape. Clay clambered up the rocks beside her. Hey, Sunny, he said, would you ever think about running? Do you, what would you think about running away? She paused and looked at him with shocked green eyes. You mean leaving the caves without our guardians? Oh no, we couldn't. We have to do what the prophecy says. Do we? He said, asked. I mean, we do, he said quickly, as she nearly lost her grip on a slagma in surprise. But what if the talents don't understand the prophecy any better than we do? Maybe we need to get out and stop the war our own way. 
Sunny settled on top of a stalagmite and coiled her tail around it. Balanced on her back legs, she reached up toward the slag tents that were poking sharply down from the top of the cave. I don't think that's a good idea, Clay. If we just followed the prophecy, everything will be all right. Her claws batted at the tip of the lowest stalactite, but she was too small to reach it. She sat back down with a frustrated sigh. Clay glanced at the soft blue glow coming from Glory's cave. Follow the prophecy. But he couldn't help thinking that a real prophecy would have included Glory. What if the prophecy was wrong?